This is the Amateur Fanboy Podcast with your hosts, Chase Aguirre and Mike Ertaza. Guys, welcome to the Amateur Fanboy interview. Today we have, um, we're talking to MC North and we got Kyle Domus with us. Kyle, how you doing? I'm doing great, Chase. I'm just here to give you your Packers insiders and all the NFC North info as well. All right, let's hear it. Uh, so, we'll start with, well, go for yeah, it. Go for what it. we'll do is we'll give a breakdown right now. Uh, the Bears went 12 and four, won the division last season, but uh, Vikings were eight and seven, Packers were six and nine, and the Lions were and that's six and ten. That's a very nice 10. number, six and nine. I like six and nine. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll start off with the Packers. Um, they, you know, they they spent a lot of money on their defense. Um, trying to get that improved, and really, they they should be competing this year to win the the, the division. So, Kyle, um, you want to start off breaking down some of your uh, what what should we expect with your offense? Well, the offense obviously it's gonna take a little bit of time. Like for today, uh, for example, you know the the defense obviously outshined the offense today because the offense. Uh, it, it took it's going to take them some time to you know in, install all the plays all the audibles all the schematics within you know uh a new innovative offense like matt lafleur's so it's obviously going to take some time but uh come week one they should be ready at the quarterback position with aaron Rodgers. um now, are, are we expect him to continue to be what he was in the past, or are we are we looking at the last year and you know try to put that towards the future, or or is he going to continue a, a healthy season? Would would that push him you know back to MVP type status? You know, always I think you know a healthy MV, M, uh, a healthy Rogers uh, will always be in the MVP race. I mean, even on a down skid last season, he was. 25 and two aside from you know all the throwaways you know that was the downside taking too much time taking too many sacks but I mean 25 and two and uh over 4,000 yards I mean that's still fairly good I mean it's not his uh caliber of play that we're used to seeing but I mean uh that's definitely going to improve this year I think we're going to see a lot less throwaways too so outside of Devontae Adams, we all know who, who Devontae Adams is and what he's been to this offense. This wide receiver core has a lot of young pieces. Uh, can you break down some of those guys for us? Yeah, so uh, so I was listening to Rodgers and uh, James Jones today, and uh, Rodgers was really high on uh, second-year player Marquez Valdez-Scantling uh, because not he was saying not only um, – he has confidence in his own speed now, but he also has confidence in the timing and the offense, which is going to be uh, extremely important when it comes to developing, you know, the, uh, the timing routes and the chemistry with Rodgers on the field. But um, yeah. I see him, you know, he could make a play for the number two on the outside. It's going to be between him and Geronimo Allison. Okay. And at you know at running back uh, with Aaron Jones, are we are we expecting like a breakout season from him? You know, in my opinion, I I expect him to get well over a thousand yards. Um, uh, I've I've heard he's made improvements in his uh, in the in his patch his pass catching abilities. Mm-hmm. The one thing I think he'll need to make a big jump on this year is his uh, pass pro blocking. But, you know, other than that, I do see a, uh, a big season. And also, uh, with this new offensive scheme, uh, Matt LaFleur was saying that they're going to marry a lot more of the uh, running uh, running game with the pass game. So he's definitely going to be seeing more touches. Um, one thing I want to ask you, Kyle, is what do you think about – I mean, we did talk about the defense just earlier, but – a couple of the guys that you were able to add this year, um, Rashawn Gary in particular, uh, what do you think, how do you think the Packers are going to integrate him into the defense? Is he going to get starts early on, or do you think they're going to ease him in? You know, I I don't see him uh, starting week one. It may be later on in the season where they actually implement him into the starting defense, but uh, he's going to be coming on more into like their uh 
you know, some of their sub packages, like nickel packages and things of that sort. And uh, they're going to be um, they're going to be using him and uh, Zadarius Smith, uh, an interior and exterior pass rush. That's how I mean. That's the good thing about Rashawn is I mean he's such a freak athlete. He's got four four ability. He's he ta- he knows how to take on double teams. So I mean he's just extremely versatile. So um, so yeah, I don't see him starting week one, but uh, I think he'll be uh, starting possibly later on in the season go back go back real quick so then um let's go to the corner situation how do you think uh all that's going to play out there with uh with the new addition of hallman and uh obviously Tremont williams or not Tremont williams sorry jerry alexander Alexander. and kevin king and kevin king who's been injured uh Mm -hmm. how do you think that's all going to shape up well uh to start off on uh kevin king I think he's a really solid corner. It's just he needs he needs to stay healthy. He's been uh, in, he's been prone to be injured uh, too much, especially with the shoulder uh, last season. But I mean, you've seen when he's on the field, he 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 is a he he is a very uh, good corner. But uh, the one the guy that has the most upside, in my opinion, is Jair. I mean, this is probably his most important season. He's looking. I mean, he's been saying, you know, I'm trying to become an All-Pro this season, and he's shown some flashes of being an All-Pro corner last season. So, it only goes up from there uh, with him. Um, and then a guy like you know Holman that we drafted, uh, I think he's going to be uh, bring great depth to uh, the cornerback room that's been pretty thin. And the past few seasons, I don't see him getting that many reps in on the defense. And then um, Tremont Josh Williams. Jackson. Oh, yeah, Josh Jackson, actually. Uh, he wasn't healthy today, but he should be healthy later on in training camp. But uh, he, you know, he he struggled a, a bit more last year. Um, he, he is known for his ball hawking abilities. I mean, he had like eight picks at, uh, at Iowa, but... Um, he did struggle a bit, but uh, as uh, I think that once he works on you know his press coverage abilities, that uh, he can make some big strides because he he did have quite a bit of uh, you know pass interference and holding penalties last year uh, that costed us. So, and then also uh, Tremont Williams. I mean that's a that's a veteran guy in our in our locker room, especially for the secondary. Um, and you know, I see, I see him. He's definitely going to be a starter. Uh, the question is, though, uh, whether or not they're going to put him and Kevin King on the outside and uh, put Jair in the slot, which uh, which could be good because they do like bringing Jair on. You know, those slot blitzes that would, that mm-hmm. works out really well. Or they could do King and Jair on the outside, and uh, they're going to put uh, Tremont on the inside. So either well, way, that that could work out. Yeah. One last question for the Packers before we move on to to another team. Um, you guys did release Mike Daniels yesterday. I know he he uh, I believe he had some injury concerns, correct? Yeah, Last yeah. Season? He had yeah uh, uh, with his foot, I believe. With his foot, he had uh, I think a, a salary of nine million this season. So moving him uh, maybe a year early. The Packers seem to always cut players probably the right time. Um, they've done that with Sutton previous seasons, but w- what do you expect with the loss of, of Daniels for this D-line? You know, I, I mean, it was a shock at first um, when I saw that Mike was released, but, uh, you know, that, I mean, it, it just shows that, uh, you know, Brian Gutekunst, the GM, that he, I mean, he had a lot of, uh, he, it just shows he has a lot of trust in the, in the depth uh, from our our D line last year, I mean we were really stout in the run. Uh, especially we had some people like Lancaster, Montrevis Adams step up. Um, Kenny Col- Kenny Clark is an All Pro, uh, who is already better than Daniels and he's younger. Um, but I mean, I'm I mean I would like to see him you know stick around for another year because you always want to have you know good football players in your locker room, but. Uh, you know, I think it was a good idea because, uh, you're now 
saving that eight million, you know, to resign a player like uh, mm-hmm. Blake Martinez uh, early on or Kenny Clark, who have uh, two years left on their deal. Now I'm trying to get the win. Uh, the Vegas over under right nine. now is it nine? Oh yeah, the Packers uh, are at nine. I I would probably say that I I'm about there or I, over. I, I, I would I would say nine or ten would be the the, the the floor for me. Yeah. So I would probably be comfortable taking the over. But the and I and I know Kyle. I know you love Aaron Rodgers and oh yeah. And yeah. I and, and of course you should. Uh, like I said, I loved Tony Romo when he was a cowboy, but. His injury concerns are starting to worry me a little bit, and I don't know how, you know, if they're worrying you yet. Maybe after this year, if he has another, another, you know, injury, then maybe they would start then. But for me, I just, I just want to see him be the, himself for like maybe six, seven games this year straight before I like want to jump in on that over. But I, I do think they do have a chance to win anywhere from ten to possibly as high as eleven, twelve games. But but like like I said, they need Aaron Rodgers to stay healthy, and yeah. I, obviously I hope he does because I I like seeing good quarterback talent as much as I hate on the guy all the time. Mm-hmm. I love seeing good quarterback talent, and obviously I want to get him on my fantasy team this year too. But that's <laughs> another that's another question for another day. But anyway, so I just like I said, eight to nine could be the the floor, depending on Rodgers' health uh, throughout the year if he has to miss any games. But I think like I said, if he's healthy, ten to eleven games is definitely doable. Yeah, right, one well. thing. I- I would say is that you guys are in an extremely win now situation. Mm-hmm. Basically, you got to make the playoffs this year. Definitely. You do have a young head coach, uh, and he's bringing a completely innovative offense that Aaron Rodgers has never had. Um, I just want to see and continue to see him, ex- you know, excel in, in you know this offense and accept uh, you know changes. So, and it seems like Aaron Rodgers, out of all the fluff that we saw this this off season, that he's finally kind of getting with it with Matt. So. Um, do you see your what 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 do you see your record this season to be potentially? You know, realistically, I I do see a ten and six season. Um, it's it's basically going to be a battle between us and the Bears. I know we still have to. I mean, we still have to go out and you know beat the Vikings and and Lions, who who we've struggled with the past two years. But I think that's going to be a turnaround this year. But it's it's basically going to come down. Uh, to the Bears in the division, but I, you know, I, I could see it realistically. I could see us going uh, ten and six and winning the division, and uh, getting a playoff seed. It might not be the first or second. Probably be like the fourth, fifth. But you know, I, I, I uh, see us regaining back the division and getting the playoff spot at least. So moving to the Bears, they were ten, uh, twelve and four last season. They won the division. Uh, they have, uh, you know, some. A new running back in David Montgomery, and they still have Tyreek uh, Cohen, and they also signed Mike Davis. So yeah. th- there's quite a lot of, of, you know, we'll start at the running back position, but I'm, I'm really excited to see how this running back position actually plays out. I, I really got to believe that David Montgomery will end up being the starter no, for I, the Bears. I, I, definitely. I, I, I definitely think uh, Montgomery will end up being a starter. I think Cohen will probably get a lot of third down uh, third down chances out of the backfield and all that, you know, per usual. Uh-huh. But I, and Mike Davis might get you know a, a series or two to you know take uh, take the load stri- load off. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly to ease him in. But I do think Montgomery, when when it's all said and done, will get anywhere from 150 to maybe close to 200 carries. He'll probably he can probably end up anywhere from 12 to 1500 yards, depending on how things go. I mean. That's probably a stretch, maybe fifteen hundred yards, but maybe closer to a, a I'd thousand, say a thousand. To, a thousand to twelve, yeah. being the being mm-hmm. the high. Um, and then I, I still like the receiving core. They added Riley Ridley this year. Uh, Taylor Gabriel still a stud. I do like Allen Robinson uh, that they got from last year from Jacksonville. I still think Anthony Miller's the 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 one person that you should watch. I think he can oh, end course. up being the number one targeted no, receiver. Of I in think this he's offense. I think he's their deep threat. Definitely. I think I think he's their deep threat. I think Allen Robinson and Taylor Gabriel will be their their slot threats. Ridley will eventually get in there at some point, but I do think Anthony Miller, like you said, is probably the they're going to be their number one, um, at least as far as targets go by the hey, end of the year. But I sure. think we're forgetting about a Trey Burton. He had yes, a, two points. He had a, a, a boatload of uh, targets uh, last season, and he was a. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, he, wasn't he pretty good in fantasy too? Yeah. Uh, no. No, no, he, he was wasn't. Okay. Unfortunately, there's just too much weapons around this offense that he kind of certain games that he he just didn't produce. Yeah, he didn't. Show. Um, now 
sticking with the now moving to the quarterback position to me, and I'll ask you, Kyle, about this, but I don't believe that Mitch Trubisky, Trubisky is going to be a good quarterback. I think he's going to be an average to above average. I want to see consistency in his game, and he really needs to step up this season. He's only had one season in, in college as a starter. This will be his third season starting. So, And then you got to remember, this is the second season with Matt Nagy. So yeah. he, he's got to perform, and he, his up and downs, it still reminds me of Rex Grossman. But um, – before, and, before you go, Kyle. There, no, uh, I'm going to no, let Kyle okay, talk okay. on, go on for it, Mr. Kyle, Trubisky. Go, for it, Kyle. Go, go talk okay, about Okay, yeah. Well, well, I mean, like, Trubisky, uh, I mean, uh, the, the past couple seasons, uh, once he gets rattled in the pocket, he he is a scrambler. He, his eyes are not downfield. So that's, that's his uh, next area of progression right there is keeping his eyes upfield while throwing on the run. Because, he, I mean, he has – he has the ability to make some of the throws. Obviously, not like elite type throws like what you see of like Mahomes, Wilson, Rogers. Mm-hmm. You know, Luck throwing on the run. But I mean, he has the ability to uh, you know to make to make some of those throws while on the run. I mean, and yeah, that's his next area of progression right there. So, um, do you do you have a question? Oh for him? I, no, I I was just gonna put my two cents on Trubisky real quick. Um, I I do believe he showed a lot of. A lot of strides last year. There's, I remember watching a few games like where he, he would just have monster games. Like he would just three touchdowns, three hundred yards. Absolutely. But then he also, he, but then he, yeah, keep going, Kyle. Uh, yeah, yeah. I was gonna say he torched us for like three hundred yards. Uh, I think it was one of the last games of the season to take the division. So. Yeah. No. I, I and and my thing with him is if he can take that step then that's what is ultimately going to make the Bears the team to beat in this division. And that's that's where my – my between Rodgers' health and what Trubisky is able to become I, is the difference between to whichever me, team will to win To me, it's it's really this defense for this team. This I mean, defense we know, is going to – We know this defense is Yes, but great. we don't know that. Chuck Pagano has not had – you know, he's, he's 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 he was with the Ravens, but – he went to the Colts. He hasn't been – yes, but that was Vic Fangio as their defense coordinator. This things can transition and you can – you know, Mac could tear his ACL and this team could fall apart fairly quick. So it, it's got to stick with this defense. has to be lights out because I, I personally don't buy into Trubisky more than, than you know, what – I need yeah. him to see – I need to see more consistency. I feel like, uh, I mean, the defense, that defense was leaned on way too much mm-hmm. uh, last season. I mean, it was pretty evident in the, what was it, the, was it the wild card round? Or was that the divisional yeah. round uh, against the Eagles? I mean, the offense was struggling. I mean, the defense was doing fine, but and the Bears offense was uh, struggling heavily to put up points. And it came down to the double doink. So, you know, uh, I, mean, the, I mean, the defense will... Um, the defense will give the offense, the Bears offense, the opportunities to go win games. It's just, I mean, it's all, it's all up to Trubisky at that point. And, and that we've got to see if he's going to be able to step up. And I don't know about the, this season, you know, especially uh, with other teams in the North on the come up too. But, yeah, I mean, I guess we'll stay tuned. We'll see. Now, what's one position that you think this team is, is struggling at? Because um, on defense, I don't know if there's a hole on their defensive side. It's probably, you know. You mean, arguably, it could be a ha-ha Clinton Dix. He's probably sure. the 11th best player on their defense. I mean, he still, ha- he still has uh, ball-hawking capabilities, but he struggles heavily being a box safety, making those tackles. Um, and he also... Uh, has a tendency to whiff in coverage as well. So that's, I mean, I would say that's one of their main holes on defense. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, though, if, if he competes with, with he, he could, that ball hawking ability could show up, especially if they're able to get pressure. Exactly. Um, that's the one thing they're able to cover up a lot of their, their you know, his, 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 you know, issues that he has uh, on the back end. But End of the day, this defense, this team is going to win because of their defense. If they, they, it doesn't matter what they do on offense. If they're in the game, they give Trubisky a chance. I think they can, they can definitely, you know, go out and win ten games. I believe their win totals are, uh, their win totals are at nine as well for 2019. The over unders. I'll take the over. I'll take the over on that one. What do you think? 
Uh, wait, what, what, uh, what, what was their uh, odds at again? Um, what were the Bears' nine odds wins. at? Uh, nine wins. Nine wins? Oh, yeah. I, I mean, at least uh, I'd say 11 and 5 or 10 and 6. So, yeah, over. Yeah. No, I, like I said, I th- like you said, it's going to come down to the, to the Bears and the Packers. The Vikings, I wouldn't count out just yeah. yet, but I think the Bears and the Packers early on, depending mm-hmm. on you know how things go early in the year, will definitely start the season be the favorites. Yeah, and the Vikings, we'll go over to the Vikings now. Yeah. They were eight, seven, and one, and to me, this was they were a huge disappointment last season. But not necessarily. I don't necessarily blame it on Kirk Cousins. His offensive line was was trash last I season. It was terrible. And their defense did fall apart whenever Griffin was gone from the team for like mental issues that he was yeah. having. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I this is the season where I could see Kirk Cousins coming out and having, you know, now I'm not saying he's going to have an MVP style season. He's never shown that. Um, but he should produce as one of his better seasons. He's got the weapons on offense. His offensive line is slightly better. Um, so there really is an excuse outside of Delvin Cook needs to stay healthy. Uh-huh. There's not Latavius Murray that they can go rely on as the backup. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's no excuse for Kirk Cousins not to have his best season in my opinion, where I that I still think it's a three three man you know race for no, yeah. for the division. I agree 100. What do you what do you uh, what do you think of the Vikings, Kyle? Uh, Kyle? Well, yeah, I mean, um, I I really don't think I agree with you on that. I mean, Kirk Cousins wasn't really to blame, but also, well, I mean, he he this year, I mean, he'll he'll do fine. He'll you know, Kirk is a guy. You know, he'll put up. He'll definitely put up the stats. He'll put up over, you know, uh, four thousand yards. He'll probably get at least uh, thirty touchdowns. But, um, I mean, you're paying a guy a fully guaranteed contract. So, I mean, the expectation is that he's going to bring more results than the stats he's putting on the field. He, you expect him to go out and win every game with that kind of money. No, 100% agreed. Um, yeah, well, the thing is, to me, yes, they had ex- he has an excuse last season for, for what, what happened, but this is the year that shows. It, it couldn't, wouldn't surprise me if the Vikings moved him this season uh, on, on a trade. Um, so this defense does need to stay together and you know continue to play well. We'll see what happens on that end. Um, they they have a lot of talent on that defensive side. They are getting a little older. Everest Griffin's not you know as yeah. young as he was anymore. He needs to stay mentally ready. So you know this team it, it they could win the division. They could be a wild card wild card spot. So it, I wouldn't necessarily call them out. No, yeah, right. 100%. They still have one of the better safeties in Harrison Smith. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of players. And they have a great one-two punch at, at the receiving threat with Diggs and Thielen. Yep. Oh, definitely. Uh, and and you know, I, I I'm not sure what to expect on you know the offensive you know the offensive line front. They did draft uh, Garrett Bradbury at the center position, and they, they you know they have a second-year players now and Brian O'Neill at the right tackle. So I do want to see how um, as far as tight ends goes, how uh, how Rudolph is able to bounce back. He he had some uh, injury issues last year. And I'd like to see if Irv Smith maybe gets a chance, maybe to you know do a total tight end set at times. And see yeah, and can, I mean I know you're not huge on him as an offensive weapon, but I would like to see you know maybe if they're able to incorporate him into that pass blocking. And maybe, I was uh, actually surprised that they extended Kyle Rudolph, and I know they were having you know salary cap you know uh, issues, but they drafted Irv Smith in the second. I was thinking maybe they were gonna move Kyle or or trade yeah. him. Um, or for next season, mm-hmm. so it's it's kind of surprising that they did that. Uh, now their win. Do you have anything else on the Vikings? Well, I mean, uh, on Herb Smith, I mean, I, I think you're going to see a lot of him uh, being used uh, down in the red zone. You know, on those, uh, um, you know, where he you know fakes out and then leaks out mm-hmm. towards uh, the corner of the end zone. Those type of plays, you know, those naked bootlegs where he's going to be there open in the uh, in the end zone so that's where we're gonna see a lot of his production i you know i think i mean because he's a big body so he can go up and get it um also their depth of running back is kind of questionable now you know they they do have um they do have dalvin cook uh you know who's when healthy you know can put up the numbers uh 
but by, behind him, I mean, they have uh, Alexander Madison. Alexander Madison. I mean, who is a question mark? He, he did have quite a bit of production at Boise State, mm-hmm. and then uh, they also have Amir Abdullah. Uh, but that's he's just uh, only. He's always injured as well. Yeah, he's injured, uh, and he, he's he's mainly a pass catching back. Mm-hmm. So that's the question mark right there. And they want to run the ball. That's the thing. <laughs> exactly. So, so. And is is Dalvin Cook going to be the same Dalvin Cook we saw his rookie season? Until he got towards ACL, you know, he, he. I will say that's a huge, big question mark. Is is his health? If he stays healthy and you know, can produce like he's ha- he has, then, you know, they could be fairly scared. So their win totals for this year are at nine as well. I'll check the Lions real quick. I'll, I'll take the under. The Lions at seven. So you have three teams at nine and one at seven. Yeah, so I'll, take, I'll take the under on Minnesota. I'll, I'll, ta- I'll take even on that. I think eight. I think eight to nine wins is there is probably where they end up at. Somebody's got to lose. Well, and it, just because somebody's got to lose doesn't mean a bunch of teams can't finish at ten, nine, and eight wins. Other, they could. They're not going to play all games in their division. Yes, but and there's plenty. And there's plenty of teams I see finishing under eight wins this year in other divisions. So. Yeah, but they're playing what six games in their division? They are. I mean, uh, our our division's playing. Uh, Fairly hard division. Uh, we're playing, you know, we're, we're going to be playing a couple playoff teams like, uh, you know, Los Angeles, uh, Kansas City, Dallas. Oh, so, so you have the AFC West. Fine. No, but see, see, here's where uh, – pull up the division again real quick, Michael, from last year. So you have the Bears at 12-4, and four, the Packers at 6-9, and nine, and then the Vikings at 8. So in my opinion, the, Vi- the Bears lose a couple games. Vikings maybe lose a game, maybe gain a game, and the Packers maybe gain a game or two. Like they can all be in that eight to ten range. It it just all depends on how how the Lions shake out because the Lions were six and ten last year. Well, if you have two, some can argue they could finish worse than that. To me, if you have two teams over ten wins, it's gonna be tough for the thirteen to be be at over nine. I I I hundred percent agree. I'm I'm just I think that there's reason. We're we're predicting not necessarily where they're gonna finish. But whether we would take them at the at the yeah. win total that they're at, that doesn't mean they the finish there. But they have the potential to get there, and that's what I'm basing. It I, I take of. the I'm under. I think they'll be the at fact. seven or eight wins. That's where I have uh, yeah. Well, I, I was gonna I, go I, seven and nine. But yeah, I see. I agree. I, I, I think the Vikings can. I know. Finish, don't get me wrong. I could be wrong. Can finish above nine wins, and that's why I'm basing it off of. I'm not saying just because I say over on all these sure. teams doesn't mean that they're all gonna. We finish get over it, that. Chase. Right. Okay. Uh, so uh, moving to the Lions, and they were the laughing stock because their coach is a laughing stock, and Matt Patricia. Uh, he's they went six and ten last year. I don't necessarily think they're going to be any better, and and I, a couple reasons. I, I'm not I'm I'm not a you know Daryl Bevel fan. I think he's one of the worst offensive coordinators in the league, and they they go out and hire him. Um, now, do they have talent? Yeah, they have talent. Matthew Stafford's a talented quarterback. He just needs he needs you know to have a high velocity passing offense which he's not going to have that's my only question um you know i i'm wondering if they're going to get carry on johnson the carries that he deserves if if theo reddick's on the team then i'm a little concerned that they're going to you know use theo reddick on third down and, right you know, take carry on off the field and i'd like to keep carry on on the field he's a he's, you know a very talented back well, uh, uh, don't forget about uh, C.J. Anderson because he's going to be getting a good amount oh, of carries right. too. Yeah. Um, and then good. also, who else? Oh, they do have uh, Danny Amendola now and Jesse James uh, on offense too. Just my main concern is uh, basically the Lions, the Lions have. I mean, they they've. Uh, Pretty much wasted Matthew Stafford's, you know, talent. I, th- I think Stafford is uh, the second, the, the easily the second best quarterback in the division. Oh, yeah. Um, but you know, the, I mean, the Lions have not done anything, you know, to to uh, complement Matthew Stafford. I mean, uh, except uh, recently, you know, with on Johnson. But I mean, you know, they still have offensive line concerns. You know, they have a hole at guard. Um, they did re- mm-hmm. release T.J. Lang. Um, you know, so I my, honestly only see them going six and ten. Yeah, 
I, I can see about that. I, I agree. Uh, I I was very questionable why they went out and drafted T.J. Hawkinson. They go out and they get you know another first round tight end that Matthew Stafford will not throw to. So he he, he just he just doesn't produce. He hasn't had a tight end that goes out and any of the first round tight ends that they've drafted with Matthew Stafford. This is the third has you know played good. Eric Ebron had to go to the Colts and he ended up being a, t- a touchdown, you know, wizard. So right. it's going to be interesting how this, how this team plays out. I do like Kenny Galladay. He, he's one of the most underrated players in, in this league. Um, I'm interested to see how Marvin Jones produces. If he looks like two years ago where he's catching those 50, 50 balls, you know, most of the time last year, it just, it wasn't going his way. So it's going to be interesting how this defense plays out as well. Um, they do have some, you know, some interesting people like Trey Flowers. They're gonna probably, you know, try to get interior pressure like how they do how how they how they do in, with the Patriots system. So, right. um, what do you think of this this team? Chase? I mean, I'm completely different than you. I, I still think the Lions have have are a dark horse in this division, and they could easily contend not necessarily for the division, but for a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. I just would not sleep on Matt Patricia in his second year. The first year. You know, the, I don't know how good the Lions were beforehand as far as things going, how smoothly they went. But to go 6-10 and 10 with probably not as much talent on the defensive end as he probably would have liked. And they added on the offensive end this year, like you said, with TJ Hawkinson and Danny Amendola. I still think Marvin Jones and Galladay are great one-two punch. I as I, And like Kyle said, Matt Stafford's probably the second, if not third best. I, I, I would say it, it, in any order it can go, Rodgers... Um, uh, cousins and Stafford in any order you and, want. You know, Mitch Trubisky's, but I, yeah, I getting there and, and Trubisky's getting up there too. They're, they're all great, yeah. but I just, I just wouldn't sleep on him. I, I'm not saying that they're gonna make the playoffs. That's not what I'm saying at all. But I just think compete. to just dismiss them is crazy considering Matt Patricia. He was, I, I get it in the Patriot system. He was a defensive coordinator in the Patriot system, but I just think that once he starts to instill his, his, his What's the word I'm looking for? The, his mantra onto that defense, I think that they could be really good. And if that defense can get just even a bit better, that offense has the potential to put up 30 points a game. I, and that could be the difference. I really got to think that Matt, to my, I, I really think Matt Patricia gets fired this season. See, I, I, I don't think Whoa. he's fired any, I, I don't yeah. think he's getting fired anytime soon. I think. Uh, yeah, no, I don't think. Uh, I, last season, the players, I, I there was a why, why the players so didn't. Matt Patricia, dude. He's, was a, I don't he was think he's, I don't think this season's going to be the nail in the coffin for yeah. him. I really do uh, think, I think they clean house. I, I, I think you're crazy. I, from what I understand, reports, the reports that I read last season were that the players were not buying him, and they're they're seeing him as a joke. So and then you get rid of the freaking players, dude. You you put, you installed this guy as your coach after getting rid of I can't remember their um their coach from the year before that, but you don't hire no, a coach for not even point. two years and then get rid of him. If you do that, then you're just a shitty organization. Then you just start at the top, dude. At yeah, the end, not, not everybody that, that, that Patriot type but, system, you uh, know. That's what you pay so, for. So either, yeah, he, right, he does need to bring in, you know, young players or players that he's, you know, coached with in the past and get rid of the players that have been there that don't want to buy in. That's the only way I exactly. see them, you know, progressing. Exactly. That's exactly how I see it. Like, if, if the guys buying in are guys that are, like, your backup corners, then you fucking get rid of them. You bring in guys that'll buy into the system. I'm telling you right now, Trey Flowers is obviously buying the system. He signed with them. Well, he, they gave him $18 million I, I, a season. I get that, but he, <laughs> you could still sign anywhere else. Darius Slay, I guarantee you, is not one of the ones not buying into him. And How do you know that? Because hasn't Slay been disgruntled? Yeah, he's been disgruntled. So you you don't even know you're talking out of your ass, Mike. You're you you are just absolutely crazy if you think the Lions are. Just, I'm not. I have nothing to I'm show. Not. I don't like their offensive corner. He's one of the worst offensive corners in the in the league. Should have ran it. And they're gonna run the ball with Matthew Stafford. And so that means that he's gonna be as. Their offense is gonna be the one of the worst offenses in the league. I'm gonna call it that. All right. Uh, That's I'm, easy I'm to say. Right the way not, the reason top fifteen, but all right. Oh, they they're not gonna be top fifteen. Okay. Well, all right. What I'm gonna say is Matt Stafford's gonna have a lot of you know, comeback games. And, you know, that's just how it's always been with him. You know, it's it's actually sad because I, you know, the Lions would be really good if they had the lead instead of, you know, relying on Matt Stafford to bring them back every game. So Yeah, and that's, and that's mainly been because their defense hasn't been as good. And I like I said, I think Matt Patricia is going to make that defense 
better than it was last year this year and getting some more talent in there is obviously going to help so I, I i just i just i know mike's down on the lions and i and i i get it but i also don't get it because the lions have been that team ever since calvin johnson left that has still been up there they always content maybe the la- the last quarter of the season they fall apart but they're always up there at 500 or right above 500 towards the 8, 9, 10 game mark. And then once the 10 to 16 comes, it's when they fall apart. Now, if they keep doing that, then you got to figure it out. But I, I just wouldn't I wouldn't dismiss them quite yet. Yeah, the Lions, I mean, the Lions organization just needs to do a better job at taking care of their stars. I mean, too yeah. many times have we seen players like Barry Sanders, Calvin Johnson, and now Matthew Stafford. You know, I mean, those players retired early because they were getting beaten up. They were, I mean, they weren't getting um, fairly, I don't know if they, were they getting fairly compensated, but, you know, they, they weren't getting taken care of. They felt like the Lions weren't taking care of them. So I feel like that's the route that is going with Stafford now. So, I mean, I I, I see it. I, I, could, I mean, I'm not ruling out a turnaround, though. I, you know, I'm not... Uh, fully out on Patricia. I see. I I still think he can, you know, bring some promise. But to I mean, that is still a huge question mark. To me, there's there's two divisions in this in in the in the NFL this year that could literally go any way, and that's the NFC North and the NFC West. I think like there's three teams in the NFC West to contend. There's three to possibly, if you include the Lions, four teams that can contend. Can contend. Okay. Contend, contend in this division. I I just the only t- divisions I see that are one or two team races are the AFC East, uh, arguably the NFC East. Uh, the AFC North is probably the Browns and the and maybe the Ravens. I don't. What know are you saying? What, what, what are they going to do? What? What are they going to do? The what? NFC that, that, those... that those divisions are two team races. Yeah. And I just think there's only a, a a couple that are actual three to more team races, and I think the North. Uh, NFC North and the, and um, the NFC West are those two divisions. So so we'll see what happens. The lines um, total of wins, wins are at seven. And I would so probably take the over. I'll take I, the under. I'll take the over. I think they can win anywhere from from seven to nine games this year and, and potentially make a playoff spot. I'm uh, going, just, I'm going uh, six and ten, so under. Yeah, I'll go five or no, six fine. wins. I agree. That's fine. Uh, 100%. That's fine. If I... If I had to guess who's not going to make the playoffs out of this, you know, if I had one team, it'd be the Lions. I mean, the other, I, I, I really think, you know, the Bear, the Bears, the Packers, and the Vikings are, are the. But I, I will say though, I think the Lions are going are going to be like in those games this year where I mean the game is only decided where they lose by you know a field goal of uh, like one possession or a field goal. I mean, it's exactly how um, I mean how terrible Green Bay was last year. You know, they had. A lot of games, especially on the road, where they didn't win any games, where uh, it was decided by at least one possession or a field goal. So, it, it's I think it's going to be uh, basically the same situation for the Lions this year. It's going to be interesting when Trey Flowers comes back from the pub list. So hopefully he gets back soon, so this team can start you know gelling together on defense. He's not even going to be on there that long. He's literally going to probably be on there for maybe a week or two. So. Yeah, I don't think it's going to be an issue. That mostly, like, there's at least four or five guys on most teams that have been on the pup list. So, I, I don't like By- Byron Jones. If we're talking about other teams, the ones I think off the top of my head, Byron Jones and Marcus Lawrence are not going to be on the pup list very long. So, I think because Demarcus Lawrence just had yeah, surgery, he just had surgery but like, but that he's going to be starting week one. And as far as now, as long as he's starting week one, Kyle, I haven't asked you this. Are you a fantasy uh, connoisseur? Oh, you know, I've I've been getting back into playing it these past two seasons. Um, you know, I haven't really spent much time of looking at all the different kinds of lists and players mm-hmm. on it. You know, I'm always I'm always down to have fun and play it. You know, with all all my, all my friends and stuff like that. You know, throwing a, some cash, but you know, I I wouldn't call myself a connoisseur. I mean, <laughs> there's still a lot I would need to research. Well. To, uh, classify Keep listening to the podcast because we, we kind of talk about it a little bit. 
Um, so, yeah, of course, uh, you know, if I was going to pick a quarterback who's going to be the top fantasy quarterback here, it's, of course, it's going to be Aaron Rodgers. If he's healthy, Aaron Rodgers. He's healthy. Yes. Uh, with, within this division, not in the, in the yeah. whole league. Yeah, no, I understand. But within this division, um, there's some underrated players, though, in, in, that you can potentially pick up, especially with MVS. I think he he's one of the more underrated players that can have a huge breakout if he wins the, the, the job versus Allison. Absolutely. Um, Aaron Jones is another player who – you know, the Packers have a lot of players that aren't getting a lot of buzz more than they should. So, and it really all, all has to do with Aaron Rodgers. Right. Really. So, I, I mean, I mean, look at last season with Aaron Jones, if you had him on fantasy. Uh, I believe he was putting up a double-digit, uh, well, I mean, when he was on the field because he had a little bit of injury issues last year, but he was putting yeah, double-digit like numbers up. Over Jamal Williams. <laughs> We'll see. I mean, yeah. Well, we also have a different coach who actually is uh, starting Aaron Jones at number one and not throwing it up in the air every single week. So, um, for me, uh, I, I just—I mean, it's just been my prerogative. I just choose not to draft any running backs from the Packers because I don't Dang. know if it's going to be one week or the other. Oh, sorry. I forget. I don't have a microphone by myself. Sorry. So I just, I, I just from my personal standpoint, and you know, I'm sure I'm not the only one that feels the way, but I'm sure I'm in the minority. But I just wouldn't touch anyone other than Rodgers and the receivers, and maybe Mason Crosby. I don't know that I would draft their defense, except maybe waiver to uh, wire to wire. But um, the one thing though, knowing uh, Matt Lafleur uh, is he's coming from a Kyle Shanahan background, so he he uses the running backs is a very important and, position. And in just his like offense. you were talking about with Matt with with the Lions and everything that you don't see or whatever, I just choose to not believe it until I see That's it. That's fine. And I but just, I will say there I, I, is I, value I, for every single player. No, it just there, depends on where they're going. There's value for Aaron Jones. Right. If he's I going can get really, him in like the sixth, seventh, maybe eighth round, then sure I might take him. I think but I'm he's not going, going take, I'm not taking fourth him in round the top, though. I'll take him in the fourth. Round. I ain't taking him in the. I, I, I mean, the on, on his limited carries last year, he averaged oh, what five and a half yards per carry. So, I mean, I'm excited to see what what uh, I mean, what how many from, yards he'll rush for this year. And from if he's, if he's still averaging those yards per carry. Yeah, and I had Aaron Jones on my roster at midseason on a few of my my teams. And what I do know is Jamal Williams is trash. So he he's, he's he's good at pass pro and third and ones, but uh, yeah, that's about it. He, other than that, you know, decided. that's why. Uh, who else do they have on their on their? Uh, they did they did draft Dexter Williams from uh, Notre Dame. So we'll so he's a question mark. I'm interested yeah. to see what he'll do. Now you know, come preseason, a lot of things can change, and that's why it's an ever changing list at this point. Um, but moving to the Bears. You know, Mitch Trubisky was one of the underrated values last season. He, the running, you know, the running that he, he he had last season with the weapons as he had was probably um, a very underrated, undervalued player in the in that draft. And then, you know, once you were able to get pick him up, he was, I believe, a top five quarterback for the first ten weeks, and then he had those injuries. Yeah, right. So, um, it, it's going to be interesting. I would not want to bet on Allen Robinson as a, a receiver that he because he's draft he's being drafted uh, fairly high. Over yeah, well, I don't think I'd, I'd pick any uh, Bears receivers. I would because Anthony Miller's going in the eleventh. So if he's healthy, I think he might be in a, a value pick. Mm-hmm. So um, you know, and, and you know, I, one of my players that I, I am targeting is David Montgomery. I love David Montgomery. Um, see, I, I, I would trust David Montgomery more than I would trust Aaron Jones. Cause I, I can just, see that. I, I believe that he will get the carries because Tariq, I don't know about Mike Davis. Like, maybe Mike Davis will do something. But Tariq Cohen is like a third down back. So he's not sure. going to get – and he's not getting carries. And so at the beginning of the season, Jordan Howard, uh, when he was – they were trying to make him as a bell cow. Yeah. And, and he, didn't Tariq work, didn't so. do anything until, yeah, until exactly. they finally uh, kind of integrated him more because yeah. it wasn't working. So I am a little questionable on Mike Davis, though. No, I, I is he gonna have goal line carries? Is my only big question yeah. with him. Yeah, yeah, it's just a, it's like very confusing on you know how how are they gonna use him because they already have an all around back in Montgomery and they already have you know the change of pace back in Tariq Cohen. So where does Mike Davis fit in? That would be my only concern is is just goal line carries and maybe a third down, which I could care less about. Um, at the tight end position, Trey Burton, 
you know, he, he could be a boom bust candidate, basically. He he could, you know, come out and be heavily used like we thought he would have been. Um, but we also got to think Adam Shaheen, who was a second round pick in 2017. He broke his leg, I believe, and never really played last season mm-hmm. um, because of that. I want to see what they end up doing with him. That's my, you know, if they, they start using him a little more on on goal line, then it, it'll be interesting. Because if Trey's not getting the touchdowns, then he's pretty much useless. No, yeah, I, I 100% agree with that. Um, anything else on the fantasy perspective uh, of the, of I the Bears? I think their defense is a top. Yeah. I, I would draft it top They're five. They're probably number one right now. Yeah, probably number one. I'd probably draft it anywhere from one to three. Um there's a couple other defenses that I would probably take maybe above them just for potential standpoint. But I think as far as what we saw last year, they definitely got to be up there. The one thing three. I would question, though, if you look at Jaguars two seasons ago, they were the number one defense. They went into last season as the number one defense. They fell apart. So that's, that's something why, just that's to keep looking at. Yeah. There's, there's a couple defenses that have. You know, I would not. I wouldn't draft a defense until the last round. I mean, or, obviously. So, that's, that's how but you know how people is. are. They always go, let's go 10th round. Let's be, get the best defense. Yeah, there's someone that will Don't do, do that. that. There's always that in my rookies league, which is why I enjoy my rookies league so much, because then I'm able to get another talented running back or and there's always somebody that reaches on a quarterback which causes a freak out and everybody else drafts a quarterback they, go, they, yeah. they draft and a quarterback in my opinion, who's not if you're not playing. drafting patrick mahomes or aaron Rodgers, just stay oh, andrew well, luck or andrew luck did stay the fuck away from quarterbacks until like Perfect. the late eight nine rounds maybe um, maybe six maybe not maybe maybe seven but so eight. moving to the vikings kirk cousins is uh an interesting quarterback like I said, he has the weapons to produce, um, but he's not. He's, he'll never be a top quarterback. Um, you know what he is at this point. I'll put. I'll put it to you this way: he's more of a, pro, a quarterback for that team than he is fantasy wise. Sure. Yeah, I'd say that. Right. Um, Adam Thielen to me is the number one dog here uh, on this on fantasy uh, yep. out of this team. Hundred percent agree. Um, Diggs, I think, still gets o- overdrafted just based off of name I did value. That, I, I did that last year. I took Diggs, and the guy who had Thielen ended up having a bigger mm-hmm. year. So I'm not gonna make that fuck I up think this year. Number Thielen was the number one receiver for like ten weeks straight. I know. So he, uh, he had. A, I, I think Thank he had like you, a touchdown for ten weeks straight. Yes. The I only know, receivers so. I would consider touching in this Adams. is Adams, Thielen, mm-hmm. Diggs, and Galladay. Maybe Marvin Jones. I would, say, Jones. Jones. Uh, I would yeah. say I would say Marvin Jones too. Yeah, that's, well, where, look, that's where I'd be right there. Uh, now Delvin Cook's the big question mark because he's probably going at the beginning of the second in most fantasy uh, leagues right now. He he has big boom bust potential. Really, if he's healthy and and he's playing like he did previously, then he's good. You'll, you'll be fine. If he's he- un- if he's not healthy, which based off of history he has not been, then you're pretty much stuck. So what would you what would you what would you say like maybe sixth round? For no, him? I'd say he he no, still goes no, in the no, second. No, he's still in the second third, but second third. I know, I, I I know Mike is not you know think I think his injury history is bad, but I, I saw the injury that that caused his injury last year or a couple of years ago. I, I I think he's fine. I think he bounced mm-hmm. back perfectly off it last year. I think he's gonna be even stronger this year. I would honestly say he has the potential to be a top. Four or five yeah. fancy running back this year. And That's I would, what he looked I, like his wing toward the first I, 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 mean, yeah. I would easily have no problem drafting him as a top six, seven in the first round, if, obviously, if, if if I was desperate to get a running back in the first I round. I just want to see him consistently be healthy. Uh, I, I but the good thing is there's nobody behind been, him. Though. He really has been. Yeah. On the top of being healthy, uh, I, mean the, I mean, the Vikings line has to step it up because mm-hmm. it doesn't – I mean, if he's healthy, it doesn't matter as if the Vikings line can't hold up. Then yeah. he's just going to – be more prone to injury so and um this defense i'll I'll say this this defense is draftable yeah definitely but i would say top 15 i would just look at who they're playing week one because if you could potentially you know if they're playing a team that's pretty easy i would pick them up if not and then week two you cut them pick somebody else yeah so that's the one thing i do like about drafting teams that are um, you you can cut their cuttable defenses. That's we that's why I kind of target where they're playing. You look at their schedule. Cause to me, uh, on draft day, I'm only looking at who they're playing week one. Because especially would, with quarterbacks and defenses. I would also okay. add um, Kyle Rudolph. I think in, in leagues where you need a tight end, is definitely draftable. If you need a tight end, I just you need a tight yeah. End. So he, where would you uh, where would you rank Jimmy Graham in the tight ends of this division? Uh, uh, if this you were to division, drop one. Um, 
I would probably put him at two. I put him at three, I think. I put him at two behind Kyle Rudolph. Are we talking about fantasy or, or just fantasy? Oh, fantasy. I mean, I mean, yeah, since we're on the fantasy. Uh... Fa- fa- okay, I'll, I'll do this. Fantasy-wise, I'd rank him uh, two. Um, non-fantasy-wise, I'd probably rank him probably one. I, I would say three. I re- and this is just eating my words because I'm not, I'm not very high on Trey Burton. The thing is, Aaron, Aaron Rodgers doesn't throw tight ends as, as much as we'd like, right? Maybe it'll change in this offense, but I, I would I I'd probably take Trey Burton over Jimmy Graham, and and who knows? T.J. Hawkinson is a huge question mark. I mean, tight ends don't right. produce their first no, season. No, he, he's my number four. He's my number yeah. four. But he he could, he has that boom bust like kind of well, it's not bust because he's undrafted, but he has a very boom like. I'll put it to you this ceiling. way: if, if depending on what's available, if I'm like in a 12 man league and he's like and it's the last couple picks, and I'm about to take my defense, then maybe I take him as one of my. If last you're really screwed, spots. yeah. Yeah. Okay, and a tight end and a tight end must draft league like my rookies mm-hmm. league is, I might take him as my backup tight end to see you know if I have a really good one. But I don't know. I at that point, I think I might. Take Hawkinson just because he, because he, it's a cuttable player. Like with Jimmy Graham, you might be stuck with him on your roster just because of his name recognition. You know, with Aaron Rodgers, well, no, that's weekend weekend. But Hawkinson, if, I mean, like with with Gronkowski retiring, is that really gonna affect the way people, how people draft their tight ends? I, I mean, are they really gonna be taken up a lot quicker now? Is I mean, I don't think. Uh, well, look, no, because there's, I think at the top end, there's three good tight ends in in. Right. in uh, Kittle uh, and Ertz and and Kelsey. Look, you're right. gonna be fine with a three, all three of them. Now on the Ertz side, I'm a little you know cautious because he had 150 targets last season. I don't see that happening again. And especially, I mean, with, uh, how they're using Dallas Goddard now. Mm-hmm, exactly. So it's gonna be interesting on that end. But let's finish off uh, with with uh, do we do the Vikings? No, the, yeah, the we, Lions. Yeah, we did the Vikings. The Lions. Yeah, we did. The Lions. Uh, Carry on Johnson to me is I love Carry on Johnson. I just want to see him. That's what I've been saying. I want to see him get the carries and then to cut Theo Riddick. That's my big question. If they yep. cut Theo Riddick, he's a perfect half point, full point PPR running back. CJ. Also with Johnson too to stay healthy. CJ exactly that too. CJ Anderson. I just hate seeing depth charts with guys that with have a bunch of been potential. successful mm-hmm. or have shown burst in the past, and having CJ Anderson there scares me. Yeah, I especially would, goal I would, line I carries. I really, really, really want to have both of them on my team if I draft Carry On Johnson as my handcuff in case I have to play. Maybe you know, one gets hot and has a hot hand, and they play more one week, or yeah. they're leaning towards the other one for whatever reason. But I just I, prefer, I, as far as talent wise, I think there's no yeah. doubt Carry On Johnson should be getting the most. I carries. just prefer. But coaches so, think different. They'll probably. The good thing is they're they're going to be a running team. So or, I mean, or unless it would be like the Rams situation where they had C.J. Anderson and both him and Todd Gurley ran for 100 yards in the See, playoff that's game. That was like that's, one that's game, though. That, yeah. But, <laughs> but um, that, my, my only concern you know. is more of C.J. Anderson on the goal line carries as yeah. well. Uh-huh. So there's, I guess, a lot of question marks here. Theoretic, is he on the team? Because if he is, he's going to get third, there's been rumors that he's third be down. Um, back. C.J. Anderson, is he going to get the goal line carries? So yeah. it, uh, please don't screw me, Patricia. There's only there's only two guys on this team on offense that I am 100% sold on. Carry on Johnson is not one of them. Like 100%, like I will draft, and that's Kenny Galladay and Matthew mm-hmm. Stafford. Those are probably the two guys I'm for sure drafting. Marvin Jones probably there too, but that's probably the three right know. there. I, I Amendola is a question mark. Depends on how you know things go and how he integrates in the system. But when he actually is he's not draftable. When he's getting targets, he can be a solid receiver. He can have a few good fantasy weeks. I I. I, if you're, he's another guy I would he's take a, a waiver chance, I, would, I would take a chance on as one of my last roster spots. Depending on with, like, when you're looking at a bunch of guys that, with potential at the end there in your last couple spots, he's one of them. And I, I but I think Kenny Galladay is the best receiver on this team, and I think he after Devonte Adams is probably the second best receiver as far as fantasy goes. I think he's just above Adam Whoa. Thielen. I think Wait. he's just above Adam Thielen. If he you, you, you're potential. saying he, he's higher than Adam Thielen. Kelly Adam Gaunt, Thielen, can, call it can you listen to me real quick? Mike, no, please? I'm just questioning. Is that who you're talking about? Yes. Okay. I just think that Adam Thielen had a lot of touchdowns last year, and he's probably going to lose a little bit of that this year. And he had a really hot streak for 10 weeks. I think Galladay was more consistent as far as having games that – 
that were more consistent. Like, you know, if he didn't have a touchdown, Adam Thielen wasn't having huge games. Are you saying he's going to have, I think you're saying he's going to have more opportunity. Exactly. I think Kenny Galladay is going to get more opportunity. He's going to be, he's going he's to he's be more like of a, Michael, a value pick. A Michael Thomas. Well, like, I think Thielen's uh, cold streak had a lot to do with the Vikings offense sputtering in general as well. And, and, so. and see that, and see, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at. I, I, I trust, and you can call me crazy if you want. I've been called worse. I, I trust Matthew Stafford to get his receivers the ball more than I do Kirk Cousins. And that's where that's honestly where it comes to me. I know that Matthew Stafford's going to throw the damn ball. Whether his offense wants is a running offense or not, he's going to throw the damn ball 30, 40 times a game. And but that's why I, I, I would be 34. Just as much. I, I think. Like I said, that's just well, my they're opinion. both that's running teams at this. I point. would take either of them. They're they're two and two, they're two A and two B for me after um after. Are you talking about Kirk and Matthew? No, Stafford? I'm talking about Galladay and uh, Thielen. So after uh, which McCollum? I would. What's his name? Uh, Devontae Adams. Yeah, Devontae Adams. There you go. Just for this division, I'm not talking about and 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 the in the division, as far as that goes. So I mean, like I said, I. I so we'll, how about we'll this? How Kenny Galladay or Mari Cooper? Because I think they're ranked fairly close. I would probably take Galladay just a tad bit. Really? Because I think there's so uh, many. Uh, I didn't expect that. See, I'm, see, I'm not a homer now, huh? I didn't expect that. Okay, would... you know what? We, we talked about this. There's guys that I draft that do so well for me that uh-huh. I trust. Kenny Galladay is a guy that I took last year in like the ninth, tenth round, and he ended up being one of my best receivers all year. And I just, I, I, I tend to lean towards him because of that. I think I, I give him the benefit. What, of the what doubt. would you do, Kyle? Amari or, or Galladay? I, I mean, I mean, Amari had a lot of success being in the you know Cowboys offense. I mean, just for one season last year, and he's got another season. Dude, in I, okay, belt, so. okay. Can we just time out real quick? If I had said Amari Cooper, you would have called me a damn homer. So no, shut the hell up. I think right? I would. I think I. I would go Amari. <laughs> Chase, it's a double-edged sword for you. It's, it's so. a double-edged sword. I was screwed either way, but. For me, <laughs> that's why I question. For me, you, <laughs> you said uh, Cooper was successful last year. They added Randall Cobb this year. They uh, added like, a couple guys in the backfield to go behind Zeke. You still got Zeke that's going to get a lot of carries. But my thing I, is, I just don't know that Amari's always had that game. But and you got scared. Sure, me. he he has big ups and downs, and I. But he, if he gets if he's consistent and sure. like he was near the end of last year when the Cowboys traded for him. I have no problem taking him up Galladay. Uh, my thing is, well, with Cobb, Cobb's only going to take over what um, what your slot. Uh, what was his name? Uh, yeah, Beasley. Beasley. But, he's but, taking but, his his receptions. And, that, he, he's, and he's more injury prone now. So I mean, if, yeah. If, so yeah, Cobb could take some of the uh, targets away on those crossing routes that, uh, or the option routes that the Cowboys like to the Cowboys like to run. But also, I'm. I'm very high on Michael Gallup this year as eventually being a really, really legit stud as far as a receiver goes. So I think he's going to get more targets too. So between those two, it just – and then Witten coming back, and he's always going to get the third down, you know, looks to, you know, pass protection, security blanket for Dak. So I'm just looking at from Ooh. all that aspect. Talking <laughs> about Jason Witten. Now, Kyle. Jason, Jason old man Witten who's going to play – old man Witten. He's gold jacket Witten. He's a goat. Anyways, point I'm trying to make is – I, I just I gotta see it the first few weeks. I'm still gonna take him if it's anywhere from the six, like maybe fifth to seventh round. I'm still gonna take Amari. I think Amari's going like third round. If he goes the third round, that's fine. I, I don't know that I would take him in the third round. I don't know that I would take him until the fourth, maybe fifth round. That's why I probably would call it Galladay probably gets a little more value, but we'll see. Uh, I see. I think Marvin Jones is a late round flyer as well. See, I, I'm not. I'm not saying late late round. I'm saying he has opportunity. I think. I think he's like a seventh, eighth round draftable receiver in a 10 12 man league now with that is there anything else you guys want to say before we end this don't sleep on the lions that's all i'm going to say is don't sleep on the lions and i have the bears winning this division that's all uh, do you have to, uh, don't sleep you have on the, the packers, packers winning right i'm not sleeping on the packers the packers are going to be the favorites in the division no one's sleeping on the packers uh, are the bears i think it's i i i i, I, I I need you to uh, tag me in anything, Kyle. If you see anyone picking the Bears this year, because I guarantee you they're all picking the Packers. I mean, all the, the I mean, all the, the narratives dragging Aaron Rodgers through the mud. I mean, I think you know the Green Bay is going to fly out of the radar this year. Maybe the That's Packers. a lot of people. We'll go zero and sixteen, and we'll have a good laugh. Oh, and sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, well, Kyle? Thank you for being on. Thank you. Uh, hey, no Kyle, problem. you want to plug yourself? Uh, where they can follow you? Oh, uh, 
I mean, you can follow me at my Twitter at uh, KDomris. Yes, sir. And uh, if you want to say the Packers suck, tweet at him. Yeah, tweet at him. Oh, yeah. All your Packers towards him. Tweet at me, please. Uh, before you go, one last question. Uh, if, if the Packers and the Cowboys meet in the playoffs, who wins? Well, I mean... But take your I mean, take your homer hat off. He's gonna say the Packers. Take Come your homer hat off. I mean, if the Cowboys score with a minute left, the Packers are winning. If the Cowboys <laughs> hold on to the clock, obviously they're gonna win. But I mean, if the, if you give the Packers time in a game like that, the Packers are winning. Who's uh Who's your Super Bowl uh, preview? Super Bowl preview. Huh. So I will probably. Now, you know, that's, that's going to be pretty hard. Uh, I mean, you can't you can't ever count the Patriots out, you know. But also, I mean, you have the Chargers and the Chiefs now. I, I, I'm still going to go uh, Patriots in the AFC. And then, uh, oh, my God, the NFC. Let's see. 49ers? I'm just kidding. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Patriots 49ers. Yeah, there we go. There you um, go. No. That would be great. Jimmy G knocks out Tom Brady and he retires. That would be the greatest finish for, for the for the league. Oh, man. <laughs> you, know, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if it, would be, it was like Patriots Saints. Oh, man. Old man versus old man. Yeah. Anyways, Kyle. Two old men uh, right there. I, I, I I appreciate you coming on, um, and hey, hopefully no we get back on good the talking. All right, thank you, sir. All right, no problem. Have a good day. You too. Thank you for listening to our podcast. Check us out on Twitter, Amateur Fan Pod, on Facebook, and on YouTube at Amateur Fan Podcast, Amateur Fanboy Podcast. So have a good one. Bye.